Well, let's dive right in. The Dudes Being Dudes podcast. We got the second oldest player on the team, Matt Christian, with us to break down so much. And Matt, first and foremost, let's just jump right in. How does it feel to be one of the oldest players on a team where you have a teammate like Daniel Brown, who's barely 18 years old and heck, you're 23 going on 24 here soon? Uh, it's a little different. Last year, it wasn't as bad because we were all kind of mixed up the same. But yeah, this year we first got into that locker room and uh, you can definitely tell who's a lot younger and who's not. So it's a little different. What's the best old man joke they've made to you just from your teammates? I couldn't tell you. There's probably two or three every day. There's always something for sure. Where do you think being a sixth year college athlete that experience comes in the most? Uh, probably just time management, I would say. Just like how to go about my business, I guess, and like when to like do extra things or when not do extra things or really just when to rest and when not to rest or just knowing just ins and outs a lot more. So, Matt, this past week has been crazy for you, not only with the success of the plate, but the social media craze of the mustaches and and things of that nature. When, when you're at the plate offensively and well, let's go to that Gardner-Webb second day specifically, right? You hit the grand slam in the first game. You come up in the second game. What is going through your mind when you're hitting that second home run and really starting to feel that confidence? Uh, the second one came off the bat, and I knew it was really far. But, you know, our field's kind of a graveyard sometimes, and it was dead center. So I, was, I made sure I didn't pimp it or anything. I kind of got it out of the box a little bit. But it went over, and I was – I got – I don't usually get too pumped up, but I got – I got really pumped and it was, it was, uh, it was cool. And then after that, I ended up coming up a couple more times with bases loaded and I was like, oh, there's no way I can do it again. And I didn't, but yeah, confidence is super high right now. And it's, it's fun. It's neat too. We asked Justin here about it and he was saying, you know, I'm usually pretty even keeled on home runs. I don't get too excited, but he was jumping around and dancing, you know, he was into it. And I guess when you hit a ball 430 feet, I mean, you, you got to celebrate, right? Yeah, you can't not. That doesn't happen every day. So I figure, especially being a, my last year and everything, might as well celebrate all of them pretty big because why not? Matt, since you were in among 10 or 11 players that elected to come back, what went into your decision to saying, hey, I want to return for my sixth year and, and get one last season here? Uh, well, Coach called us and was like, look, we can come back. And then I started talking to some of the guys, like, yeah, I'm coming back, I'm coming back. I was probably one of the last ones to decide. And I was just really trying to decide if I wanted to go ahead and just move on and, like, start, I don't know, just real life, I guess, Put like getting a job and everything. And I was, like, thinking about it. It's like, our whole course coming back. All my friends are coming back. I was like, I can make money the rest of my life. I mean, why not? Let's just go have fun for another year. And it's probably the best decision I've ever made, I think. I guess that begs the best question. What is the, the most fun part about being a sixth-year senior on a college campus? Well, I only have two classes, so that's pretty, I don't know, that's really nice. Because Monday, Wednesday, Friday is an online class. And then, I don't know, just hanging out. There's not, I don't really, there's no pressure. I feel no pressure with anything. I just literally each other feel every day, have fun. Because after last year, you really don't know when your last day is. So you might as well treat every day like it's your last, because we don't know. I know COVID has obviously changed some of the interaction you guys can have, but as a baseball player, when you're walking around campus and you see a teammate um, to pull back the curtain a little bit, you guys love doing the helmet taps on home runs and 
you know, kind of the chest bumps and things like that. Do you high five anybody when you're walking around campus when you see a teammate or how does that interaction go down? Oh, yeah, for sure. High fives are just what's up, something like you never just pass by a teammate and don't have any kind of interaction with them. It's got to be neat, too. I mean, not only this is your, gosh, second year going on three years on campus, but you, you've been at multiple schools. You've had different stops. What have you enjoyed most about being here at Campbell? Uh, I think it's just really the program and just the guys. Like, everybody's so bought in. And, like, we have a great time off the field, on the field, and we're just always having fun. And there's not really anybody that's, like, trying not to have fun or, like, going to get in the way. Like, everybody's kind of the same kind same kind of guy really. everybody's laid back and just goes about their business and then just does what needs to be done but then we always have fun too you mentioned that laid back nature who do you think is kind of on the other end of the spectrum and it maybe is the most go-getter or kind of pushes you guys the most on that end of things uh i would say wolf or babin babin really gets after it just all the time full of energy and excitement and just trying to start the pot with somebody so so I can't imagine the accolades, the conversation, all the stuff that goes into being a high school quarterback and eventually a college quarterback. How does those weeks in the prep days compare to this past week you had with the national attention, the, you know, the grand slams, and just kind of contrasting those two type of uh, media attention? Well, let's see. If I was in high school, social media, I mean, it was big, but it wasn't as big as it is now. And then I definitely wasn't getting any kind of, like, Jerry Carabas tweeting at me and stuff like that. That was never going to happen because he's got probably half a million followers and all of them follow baseball. So it, it doesn't really compare, honestly. Yeah. What's it like being a, a high school quarterback in, in Alabama? Do you walk around like the big man on campus? What's that feeling like? Uh, I mean, a little bit, I guess, if you, if you, if there is a big man, I mean, my school, we had a bunch of guys going everywhere and I, I went to a smaller division one school. I mean, we had guys going to Memphis, South Carolina, Auburn. I mean, all the big schools, so I wasn't really the big dog, but I just kind of lean the pack, I guess. Yeah, that, that's kind of unique because when you think of baseball players now, there aren't necessarily on this campus someone you go, okay, I know that Matthew Barefoot or something, or there's that one guy that people know. Do, do you sort of enjoy that anonymity a little bit? Uh, a little bit, yeah. I mean, especially our campus, I mean, you kind of see the same people most of the time, too, so you like – you might not know them, but like, you know who they are. You definitely know if they play a sport or something. So I, I like that part of it. Obviously football may be one, but what type of sports have you enjoyed getting to watch and, and learning more about since you started college? Uh, definitely golf. For sure. Golf. We, uh, we watch a lot of golf, play a lot of golf. And, uh, I probably played the most probably during quarantine started playing more than I ever had, which I always played a decent bit, but this past year, I think most people on our team have gotten into it a pretty good bit. So if you can hit a ball 430 feet, I imagine you could drive it at least 300 yards? I don't know if I can get it 300. I hit it too high. We're working on it, though. We're working on it. Probably a good 280. We'll say that. <laughs> you know, someone who I always enjoyed watching play golf was Tyson Messer. I mean, he could he could smack the heck out of it off the tee box. You know, him and Yusko and other guys would see at the range and whatnot. I mean, what's that camaraderie like when you guys go to Keith Hills across the street and whether you're just playing or hitting some balls in the range? You know, it's always 12 guys, probably 8 to 20 sometimes. And we, we go there and scramble a lot, just go out there and talk a bunch of junk and just hang out and 
uh, it's just really relaxing. We don't really talk about baseball out there. It's just, and everybody's competitive. So we're all just trying to beat each other the whole time. It's, it's so fun. That's what we like to do. No, absolutely. And I wonder if that equates to, to, to being an outfielder because, you know, you're kind of sitting out there in no man's land. Maybe you say a word or two to, to Denning or record or, or something like that, but there has to sort of be that calming presence to, to being an outfielder, right? Oh yeah. Especially I think, cause yeah, it had to be a lot more locked in on the infield, obviously. Cause I mean, those boys hit it pretty hard, but yeah, now I feel there's nobody to talk to. Like if I'm at first, I can sit in there and talk to Waldy or Neto or Bryce or something, just chit chat a little bit. But I think like after you're at bats or something in the outfield, you can really like think and process everything. Just like if it went bad or if it went good, and, like how they pitched you and stuff, you have a little more time to think about it. I think it helps. Matt, what's been the biggest adjustment? And I realize there's now an allotment of fans that can come to most ballparks that you play in, but just not having that same experience as a player. Do you notice that at all, just with the cutouts and, and maybe the different amount of fans than usual? Uh, I think you notice it a little bit, especially like when we went to NC State the other day, because last time we played there, it was pretty, I was probably almost full. And then we had a bunch of Campbell fans there and things like that. I think it's a little different, but especially on the weekends when it's really nice outside and there's only like 40, 50, 100 people spread out a little bit, it's a little different. But I think once – I hope everybody can start coming out within the next month or so, and I think it will definitely energize us a little more too. I am curious, you know, to that point, especially because you've played so many home games this year and you haven't been in different states really and, you know, getting ready for the schedule. What was the hardest part of, of doing a doubleheader? Now, granted, you had, I think, 10 RBI in that doubleheader, so it wasn't like you had much stress, but what, what is the hardest part of playing back-to-back? Uh, it's just – you got a big mountain in front of you, really, with 18 innings in a day. And it's a conference game, so, I mean, you really extra have to lock in because these games really matter for our postseason hopes and dreams. But you just literally have to take it one pitch at a time, one inning at a time. Because if you're thinking about the fifth inning of game two when it's the second inning of game one, you'll just get caught up in the moment. You just have to go. It's pitch by pitch. That's kind of cliche, like cliche to say, but that's how you have to think about it. I'm always curious about people's mindsets and, you know, since you were in a huddle, you were dissecting defenses for all those years. And now, like you mentioned, you're climbing these seven, eight hour days. That's even before pre BP and infield outfield and all the stuff that goes into getting ready for a game. What, what type of mindset do you need to, to be able to have that pitch by pitch? Cause it, that sounds great. Like you say, but it, it's a lot easier said than done. Yeah. I mean, I think just the mindset is we're here to win and we just want to win. If you don't do that, more than likely we're not going to win because we always have to be locked in the best we can be for as long as we can be. If not, you'll let your teammates down. And that's just something no one wants to do. Man, I'd be remiss if we didn't touch on your facial hair because there was a time before a lot of you guys got here that Justin hair was anti-facial hair, very clean cut, you know, the whole trim. That's certainly gone in the opposite direction this month. How much fun do you guys have trying different hairstyles and, and letting those things grow out? Oh, well, me and Babin were growing out our beards a little bit. Babin was a lot better than mine, but um, once March hit, I had been playing it. And we did it the past two years where most of the guys, if you could grow one, grew one. And we got, I think it was Sunday night of the Dayton series, got home, shaved it off. And then there's a few guys over, and we also started shaving and do whatever. And then Babin come out and just shaved the little middle part right there, had some – Muffin chops, and now he's got he's going to go into the mustache too. But it is fun. I just feel like it's 
a way for everybody just to cut up a little bit. And I don't know. I feel like it gives you a little more confidence too. Cause I mean, who cares really what's on your face? I mean, and it's fun. <laughs> yeah. A lot easier for guys like us to say that than, you know, other people <laughs> in this world. Um, Matt, it's unique too, because every guy's a little different with how they grow out their facial hair. Who's impressed you with what they've been able to do? Honestly, I'm starting to see Bryce Arnold's coming in a little bit. I didn't think he could have any kind of facial hair, to be honest with you, just because he's, I don't know, he looks like he's 12. But that and then, I don't know, Babbins was pretty impressive with the whole chops thing. It was it was gross, but it was awesome at the same time. Matt, one of the last things I want to touch on is your work with Coach Stampler. He's been posting a lot of tweets and videos about adjustability, which is a neat word. That's why I always enjoy when he posts stuff like that. But working with you guys on minute things and you're hitting. What is something that you're really working on this year that you've been like, oh man, it's starting to pay off or I'm noticing some differences, whether it's an approach or kind of a mindset of how you, you approach your at-bats? Well, Coach Stamp is a big analytical guy. Like We use our blast motion sensors and it tells you everything from your hand speed to your plane score and all kinds of stuff. I don't even know what all of it means. But like, if you ever want to look at it, he can break down everything for you. Because most of the guys use it for all kinds of stuff. It just to see how they are. But from a my standpoint, I'm just trying to hit the ball as hard as I can every time. Because if you hit the ball hard, good things happen. And right now it's I'm hitting it hard and good things are happening. So hopefully I can keep it up. But that's just the mindset I take going to the plate. And then that like I just don't think anybody can beat me. If I have that mindset most of the time, I'm not gonna be like reserved on a swing or anything like that. And then just keep hitting line drives and good things happen. Matt, it's neat. You know, we're thinking back to the Charleston game. You must have hit 400-foot fly balls that, that came down to earth. But you're right, to be that locked in and, and to be swinging it that well. When you go to a ballpark, does that change your – I don't even know, like change your emotion, just knowing you can hit a ball far? Or is it one of those things you don't even worry about it? You just try to figure out as it comes? I would say I don't really worry about it. I mean, definitely when you go to the field, like you look at the dimensions of the park and like, oh, it might be a little short down here, a little long there. But, I mean, especially when you step on the box, you, you don't think about any of that. You're just trying to get your best swing off. And if I can hit it out every time, I do on a big field. And I don't know, I just – the big the big bombs are, are pretty cool, though, though. The 421s, those are, those are fun to do. But as long as it gets over the fence, it's fine with me. Well, Matt, we don't have any backyard baseball fields you can uh, start crushing, but <laughs> we uh, we certainly appreciate the time, and it's neat to get to learn about you a little more because, let's face it, I'll be running a car next year and, and taking us all for post-game meals. <laughs> Thanks for having me.